morning. It's good to see you all out this morning. You can keep your Bibles open to the book of Ephesians. We're going to begin there in just a moment. One of the things that I love about Ephesians chapter 1 and the language that was used there in the text that Matt just read is that Paul there speaking to the Christians in Ephesus reminds them that it is through their Lord Jesus Christ that they have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us. He goes on to talk about the adoption that we have in Christ. God has chosen us to be a part of his family. And through that, we have been given every spiritual blessing that there is to have. That is a wonderful, heartwarming thought as we consider our relationship with God, the love that he has shown to us, and the desire that he sees to bless us and to give us all good things through Jesus Christ. That blessing is what I want us to consider this morning. We're going to specifically talk about the blessings that we have within God's church. And we'll make even more specific applications to the local body of Christians that assemble here at Traders Point. But certainly these applications can be looked at from a broader perspective. As anyone who has been baptized into Christ has been put within Christ's church. And it is a wonderful blessing to be a part of that family. And I think it does us good to take time to consider just how blessed we are to be a part of God's family and all of the wonderful things that can happen here as a group of God's people join together and work together. Turn one page over in the book of Ephesians to Ephesians chapter 2. And again, continuing on as Paul talks to the Christians in Ephesus, beginning in verse number 19, he says this, Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. What a beautiful thing it is to think about being a part of something that God sees as so special and so important that his very son is the chief cornerstone. He is the founder, he is the builder of his church. And God and Christ see it as something that is so important for his family to be a part of. Paul reminds the elders in Ephesus in Acts chapter 20 when he meets with them. He, he reminds the elders there at the church in Ephesus of just how important shepherding the Lord's church is because it is so special 
to Jesus. That's why he has put so many instructions and he has given us leadership within his church because he sees it as special. He died for it. It is so important to Christ that that he set up these guidelines to make it all that it can be. As we go through some of the points that I want to make this morning, this lesson is not necessarily directly connected to the theme that Keith outlined for us on Wednesday. There will be future lessons to come that are, are much more directly connected to that theme for this trimester. But, but I do think as, as we consider the idea of being committed, of being committed Christians, it's important to realize just how important it is for us to be committed to the Lord's church, to be connected to one another in the way that God intended, and to remind ourselves that it truly is a privilege. It is a privilege to be a part of the church that Christ died for. Let's never take that for granted. Let's let's live into the privilege that God has given to us to be adopted children of His and to embrace all of the spiritual blessings that he continues to pour out among us. There is so much good that can be done when a group of God's Christians join together and in harmony serve him, worship together, work in the community together, and with one mind seek to glorify our Savior. So much good can come from that. Now, we also can't deny the fact that there are some challenges that exist as well. And especially as we think about the work that's being done in the local body of Christians here at Traders Point, we are a, relatively speaking, a relatively large group. Now, obviously, everyone has different definitions of that word, but generally speaking, we are a relatively large group of Christians. And we can't hide from the fact that there are challenges that come with that. There are challenges in getting to know everyone and being able to spend time with one another. That's difficult. It's difficult even to see and to speak to everyone. Nearly impossible before we leave this morning. That's a challenge. We shouldn't hide from that. That's a challenge that we have to face head on. There's challenges when a lot of people come together with a lot of different opinions and a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different life experiences. There can be challenges that come from that. There can be challenges from the fact that we live in in somewhat of a suburban area where we are very spread out. There are members that live quite a distance from here and quite a distance from one another, and that can be a challenge to each other as we seek to spend time with one another outside these walls. And there are many others that we could list, and there's no We don't want to hide from those. We don't want to deny those. We don't want to try and sweep those under the rug. Those are important to recognize. However, however, I never want us to become so enamored with the challenges that exist with being a part of a large congregation that we overlook the great spiritual blessings that Paul talked about in Ephesians chapter 1. There are Christians around the world that would love to be a part of a group like this. And we are so blessed to have one another 
we are so blessed to be able to assemble together, to sing together, to pray together. Let's never let the challenges that come with our group here overshadow the great blessings that we have. And so that's what I want us to spend our time considering this morning, are just a few of the very, very many great blessings that we have here as part of the Lord's Church. The first one that I want us to consider are the never-ending opportunities that we have to help and to serve others. Serving other people is a blessing that God has given to us. It It should be a joy for us to consider the opportunities that we have to help and to serve and to love other people. In Romans chapter 12, beginning in verse number 6, just listen to what Paul says as he talks about the diversity of the Lord's body and the gifts that are seen within his people. In verse number 6, again, listen to this language as it pertains to the point that we're discussing here. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. I love the language that's included in some of these, let us use them as he talks about the gifts that are given. Let us use them. One of the great blessings of being a part of such a large congregation is that there is never a shortage of opportunities to help and to serve other people. Never a shortage. We will never run out of opportunities to help one another. We will never run out of opportunities to be hospitable to one another. There will always be opportunities present for you to use whatever gifts you have been given, whatever opportunities that you have. There will always be opportunities at your fingertips to help and to serve others. And that is a blessing that God has given to us as a part of his church. Let's make sure that we are living into that blessing, that we are taking full advantage of the gift that God has given us as a part of his body. Along those same lines, as we think about just the number of people that we have here at Trader's Point, there is always going to be someone who can use your encouragement. Always. There will always be people who are down. There will always be people who could use a kind word. There will always be people who would appreciate a note written to them. There will always be people who need 
the encouragement that fellow brothers and sisters in Christ can offer. In Hebrews chapter 10, that very point is made. Oftentimes we turn to Hebrews chapter 10 and we talk about the importance of being here to worship together, which is certainly a part of that. But listen to what's said, beginning in verse number 24 of chapter 10. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. This is one of the blessings that we have as a part of God's body. We have the opportunity to encourage one another, to exhort one another, to build one another up. And in a congregation of our size, we will never run out of opportunities to do that. And so if, if you, if you take a moment to examine yourself and you realize that, that you are a person who is given to exhortation, if you are someone who excels in being an encourager, one of the blessings that God has given you is the opportunity to use that gift within his body and to encourage those who need it and to be built up when you're down. Because while all of us like to be the one who encourages, there will also be times where we need encouragement. And that's when we will again feel the blessing of having so many around us who are given to that, who are ready to step in and to be that voice of encouragement for us when we are down. It's such a gift, such a spiritual blessing that we have been given to be a part of God's people and to be able to encourage one another. There's another interesting passage. We won't turn and read this in 1 Kings chapter 19. This tells the story of Elijah as he's at a very low moment in his life. He is being chased by Jezebel. She is seeking to kill him. And Elijah is running from her. And he is at a point in his life where he is ready to just give up. He's tired of this. And he feels all alone. He feels all alone. He feels like he's the only one that's trying to stand up for the Lord. He feels like he's the only one who's trying to do what's right and serve God. And that loneliness is overtaking him. But God reminds Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19, you may feel like you're alone, but you aren't. You aren't the only one that's trying to serve me. In fact, there are thousands who are trying to do what's right. There are thousands who are still trying to serve God. You're not alone, Elijah. What a blessing that was to him at that point. He needed that reminder. He needed the reminder that even at times where he feels like he's all alone, he feels like he's the only one standing for the truth, he isn't. There are others out there fighting the good fight, standing for the truth. What a blessing that was to Elijah. What a blessing that is to you and I today. It is easy sometimes going through our day-to-day lives to feel like we're the only ones standing for the truth. We live in a culture and a society that is overrun with evil. 
and it is easy to feel all alone, well, just look around the room. You're not. You're not. You may feel like it at times. You may feel like it at times. That's okay. But what a blessing it is to be reminded that you're not the only one trying to stand for the truth. That you have brothers and sisters around you who are also fighting that good fight. You have brothers and sisters around you who are trying to live the type of life that God wants them to live. You're not in this alone. And it is a blessing for us to be reminded of that. And again, given our size, it is an obvious reminder to us. If we ever feel that way, just come here and look around. If you ever feel that way, start scrolling through the directory. If you look around your Bible classes. You'll be reminded very quickly that there are a lot of other people who are fighting the same fight that you're fighting. There are a lot of other people seeking to stand for the truth. There are a lot of other people that are a part of God's family. And we can take courage in being reminded of the fact, just like Elijah was, that we're not standing for the truth alone. We're not fighting this battle alone. It's also important to remember as we think about the people that we are surrounded with here even this morning, of the great blessing it is to have so much cumulative biblical knowledge and wisdom among brothers and sisters seeking to serve God. That is such a joy and such a blessing to feel that. There, there are times where, where maybe I'm struggling through something, or maybe I'm struggling with even a lesson I'm trying to, to, to put together, or I'm struggling with a passage or something like that, and Jeremy's right next door, and I have an opportunity to go and talk to him and see, well, Jeremy, what do you think about this? What have you studied about this? Or I could text Tim, or I could text Nate, or I could go see one of, one of you and ask you, hey, have you, have you experienced something like this before? Have you been in a situation like this before? Have you studied this passage before? How did you work through it? What a blessing it is to have that that biblical knowledge and years of experience surrounding us. We're all trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to, to grow in our knowledge and understanding of scriptures. We're all trying to grow closer to God and be more like him. And when we have people around us who are also trying to do the same thing, It is a wonderful resource available to us as we seek to grow and to mature and to expand our knowledge and understanding. That is is a spiritual blessing that we have as part of God's family. Again, I I look around the room and I, I see years and years and years of study and prayer and meditation and dedication to the scriptures and I can just feel the blessing that it is to be a part of a group in which I have access to that type of knowledge and that type of wisdom that should be something that we take great comfort in find great joy in that we have so much available to us to help us grow in our knowledge and understanding of God's word
It's a wonderful gift. It's a blessing that we have been given. And then lastly, I want us to just consider all of the opportunities available to us as a local body of Christians here at Traders Point to do good. That's a very broad heading, and it's intentionally so because we have a very broad spectrum of opportunities available to us to do good. Here's just a, a few of them, just a few of them. Next Friday night, for instance, or I guess it's this coming Friday night, not next Friday night, this coming Friday night, we have the opportunity to host a singing here at the building. And we have invited Christians from all over the area to come and to be a part of that with us. We have the opportunity, given our size and given our location, to do something like that and to bring others who are trying to serve God and want to glorify His name in song to all come together and to do that in one voice to praise God. What what a blessing that is to bring brothers and sisters from other local congregations also trying to do the Lord's work in their communities to bring them together and to sing praises for an evening and to encourage one another and to get to know one another that is that is such a wonderful spiritual blessing that god has given us to do good among our brothers and sisters we have opportunities to teach the bible at a retirement community twice a month we get to go in and we get to sing praises and pray together and and teach from god's word to those who are unable to get out or confined to their to their homes We have opportunities to have men's Bible studies like we're going to have tonight and women's Bible studies like we have on the fourth Sunday of the month. We have opportunities to have kids' classes and classes for the high schoolers and and get-togethers for middle school students. All of these wonderful opportunities to do good. We're able to support other men who are preaching the gospel in different areas and to encourage them not just financially and to help support them, but also to encourage them in the work that they're doing wherever that may be so that they can be a voice for the Lord in their communities. We have the opportunity to help struggling Christians both here locally and abroad. We are very blessed in a variety of different ways, one of those being financially, and that gives us the opportunity to help others who are struggling in a variety of different ways. That list could go on and on and on. It is such a blessing to just stop and to think about all of the opportunities that we have to do good for the Lord. And it is all thanks to the Lord's church, to His body that Christ died for, It is all thanks to the love that he has shown us and the wisdom that God had in bringing his family together. That's what provides us with these opportunities to do good. It's what provides us with all of these spiritual blessings that we've been talking about this morning. We have a responsibility as God's people in this community to be a force for good to be a beacon of godliness for others. We have a responsibility to 
to embrace all of the spiritual blessings that God has put before us, to use the gifts that he has provided to each of us, to both build one another up, to worship him, and to bring others into his family as well. You know, sometimes, as I mentioned at the outset, sometimes the challenges of a large congregation can start to weigh on us at times. And maybe sometimes we think about, man, it would be a whole lot easier if there weren't so many of us. I hope, I hope that we can put all of those thoughts to rest this morning if they exist. And instead, I hope that we can pray every day that that number on the board grows to 500 and then to 1,000 and then to 2,000 and then to 3,000. Not because we care about numbers, but because we care about souls. And the bigger God's family is, the more wonderful these spiritual blessings are. And the more opportunities we have to be what God wants us to be. And so, until there aren't any souls left to convert in the greater Indianapolis area, we keep working. Because we want God's family to expand because we can feel and experience the great blessings that come with being a part of his family. And we want that for everyone else too. There is no greater joy found than to be a child of God's. To, to, to have our sins forgiven. To, to be a, an adopted child of his, an heir alongside Christ. There is no greater joy to be found. And I am so happy to be experiencing that with so many of you. And I want to experience it with so, so many more. So as long as God gives us breath and opportunity, we continue to use the blessings and the gifts that he gives us to build one another up and to encourage others to become a part of his family. And so that brings us to the close this morning. If you are here and you're hearing all of these things that we're talking about, you're hearing all of the, the spiritual blessings that are found with being a part of God's family, but you're not a part of his family yet. You haven't been baptized for the remission of your sins and added to the church the way that so many were on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. We would love nothing more than to add one more to our family this morning, two more to our family, three more to our family. We are so excited about that because we feel and experience the great blessings that come with being a part of this family. And we want you to experience those as well. If you've been a part of God's family, but maybe you're feeling some disconnect, Maybe, maybe you haven't been as connected to the Lord's church as you should be. Maybe, maybe you haven't been connected to your brothers and sisters the way that you should be. Maybe your relationship with God isn't what it should be. We have a family who is ready and willing to help you as you work towards the type of relationship with God that he wants you to have with him. We'll pray for you our arms around you will help you because that's what family does 
If you're here this morning and there is anything that we can do to help you with your spiritual needs, please come to the front and let us know how as we stand.